You are listening to the official podcast of the Mission Redlands. We are a growing community living out God's radical love. Good morning. Hi, I'm going to attempt to use some technology this morning, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask everyone to think about a question as I set myself up here and get started. If somebody were to ask you, who are you? What are some of the things that come to mind for you? It's going to be different for everybody, right? We're all unique. We all have our own identity, right? So think about that question. Who are you? That's what we're going to talk about this morning. Um, here. All right. Just fits perfectly. Okay. All right, so in psychology, the idea of your identity is the essence of who you are. It's those core things that make you, you. That's what makes you different from me, right? So we all have a unique identity. And there's a lot of different traits that make up our identity. So there are things that we can't change, that you know, we can't change when we were born or where we were born. Most elements of our biology can't be changed. There's very... Um, various things about our identity that we choose, that we might identify with. So for some people, uh, their vocation, the, the passion that drives their work might be part of their identity. Last weekend, I was home with family and I got a call from work on Saturday night, it's not uncommon, and my niece said, Auntie, I didn't think you were a therapist anymore, I thought you worked at a school. And my first reaction was, I'll always be a therapist. It's part of my identity, even before I was getting paid to do that. And so some of us might have a sense of our identity that is related to what we do. Uh, There's also elements that are relational, right? We're sons and daughters, husbands and wives, fathers and mothers, brothers and sisters. This is a really important part of our identity for most of us. And we also have to remember that in different cultures, that element, that relational element, might be the most important part of identity. That's going to come up a little bit later. Uh, In the 1950s, a psychologist named Eric Erickson, he had this theory of lifespan development, and he suggested that during your adolescence, the formation of your identity was the most important task. So when you were about 12 to 18, the work that you were doing in terms of developing and growing as a human was to figure that out. Who am I? And most psychologists now realize that it's more of a lifelong pursuit to figure out who I am because there might be elements of our identity that change season to season. There was a season when I was a student and a season when I was an intern or different things like that. So there's different, sometimes there's different seasons of who we are, right? So why am I giving you a psychology lesson on identity? Uh, If you are wondering that, here's why. When we become believers in Christ, we take on a new identity. We have shifted. We are no longer in the world. We identify now with Christ. And even though the phrase identity in Christ isn't necessarily in the Bible, the Bible speaks consistently about what it means to be a believer and what it means to identify with Christ. So I think it's safe to say it's pretty important to God. So I want us to talk about that this morning. So what is our identity in Christ? What does that even mean? I'm going to talk a little bit about some things that I think are 
part of our identity in Christ. But keep in mind that the, full, the fullness of what it means to be identified in Christ is far beyond what I could share on a Sunday morning. So these are just a couple of highlights. I'm going to start with Psalm 139. I'm going to read a couple of verses here. Let's see. It says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So this is really interesting. So David is writing this psalm, and he's using this really poetic language to say, God, you knew me before I even existed. That is wild. That should blow your mind. That blows my mind. God knows us at a level of our DNA. He knows everything about us. And still he invites us in to be part of his family. So when we are thinking about our identity in Christ, we know we can have confidence that we don't have to hide any parts of who we are because God already knows it. And he still has invited us in. We also know um, in John... We also, uh, I'm going to go through a couple different things about identity in Christ. So I'm going to switch over to John now. In verses 11 and 12 of John chapter 1, it says this. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, that's all of us, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So we've chosen this identity. We have accepted this identity. And because we chose that, he gave us the right to be his children. Now remember when I was talking about the relational element of your identity, in a lot of cultures, the uh, family identity, the group identity, is the most important part of the identity. Here in America, we're what's called an individualistic society. So we think of the most important thing about ourselves being ourselves. Other cultures, such as most Middle Eastern cultures, including the Jewish culture, the family identity was more important. So individuals were identified based on their family group, not necessarily themselves individually. It's really important to note that because the Bible references this a lot. Our identity in Christ is not an individual identity necessarily. It's part of the family of God. So it's really important that we understand that cultural component and recognize that when the Bible talks about you being brought into the family of God, that is their way of saying, this is your identity in Christ as part of this family. We also have a few other things that we know about our identity. Genesis tells us that we're made in his image. So even though we're part of this group and that's really, really important, God also knows each and every one of us and we were made in his image. We know from 2 Corinthians that uh, those who belong to Christ have become a new person. The old life is gone. So your old identity is gone, and now you're a new person. That should hopefully be encouraging for those of us who are thankful to leave behind some of our old identity. We know from Galatians that we are no longer a slave, but we're God's own child. We know from uh, Philippians that we are citizens of heaven. There's so many more. There are hundreds of things that the Bible says about your identity in Christ. And I'm talking a lot about that because I want you to know and understand how important that is. Obviously, like I said, the Bible says a lot about it. So I think it's safe for us to assume that, that we should study that. and We should know what is our identity in Christ. And I'm going to talk about why I think that's so important. 
I'm going to go over, there's, again, there's a lot more than what I could cover on a Sunday morning. But I want to talk about three things that I think demonstrate why it's so important that we have a correct understanding of our identity in Christ. So the first thing is, is that life is hard. I think that's fair to say, and I think everyone sitting here knows that. We suffer from disease and illness, pain, loss, struggles, trials. We have temptations. We have sin. We have the consequence of sin, right? Life is not easy, and anybody who's been around for a while knows that. And our identity gives us a worldview. How do we see those trials? How do we see those hardships? And how do we deal with them? How do we take a, a hard diagnosis and, and keep going and trust God? How do we understand that there are really horrible things that happen in this world? You know, reading the news can be so, so discouraging when we look at the depravity of the world that we live in. How do we still get out of bed in the morning and, and go about our day? If our identity is rooted in Christ, there are some things that can help us to, to go through trials and to keep going. So a couple of things that I, I want to highlight here. Um, actually, last week, Jason talked about, I think it was last week, Psalm 23, and I'm going to revisit that. So Psalm 23, David says this, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So David isn't saying, life is great. I'm a believer now, and things are going to be smooth sailing. He's not saying that at all. And if you know anything about the story of David, you know that he suffered from loss and struggle. He had a lot of mistakes that he made, and he suffered some pretty serious consequences based on his actions. And even with that, David was able to say, Lord, in my darkest moments, you comfort me. Because David was a man after God's own heart. His identity was rooted in God. And so even though life throws us trials and temptations and hardships, we know that God comforts us. We know that he is with us. Doesn't make the trials go away. Doesn't always make them easier. But it makes you not alone. And that's a huge part of getting through tough times. I'm so thankful that I'm part of a church that can talk about tough times. Not all churches do. But I'm going to switch gears, actually. I'm going to talk about the second thing that's important for your identity in Christ. What about when life's going well? I hope somebody in this audience is in that season. I hope somebody's in a season of blessing and abundance. Um, because we will sometimes have those, too. And, and those are blessings from God. And it's just as important in that season for you to be rooted in your identity in Christ. The scriptures, again, are full of examples and proverbs and psalms that tell us that it is foolish to think that you achieved those things on your own. Anytime I have achieved something, I might be tempted to think, how great I am. I did this great thing. No, that is foolishness. And the Bible tells us that over and over and over again. In James, he tells us that every good and perfect gift comes from your Father above. So when you're in a great season, when you're in a season where things are going really well, it's just as important that you remember that it's not because of how great you are. It's because of your Father in heaven who's given you good gifts. 
and we can worship and praise him in those moments, and we can be thankful. But let's make sure that we are not letting our own ego, our own pride, make us think that we've achieved those things on our own. The third thing I want to talk about in terms of your identity being rooted in Christ is identity is, um, it determines our actions. Your worldview, how you show up to the world, how you react to the world, interact with the world, those things are rooted in your identity. And so if we want to act a certain way, we need to know what our identity is. A lot of people don't spend time thinking about this, and they sort of go around and, and don't have good awareness of, of why they do what they do and why they think the way that they think. But as believers, we should spend time thinking about our identity in Christ, who he has called us to be, who he's told us we should be, because that determines how we act. Again, Jason spoke about this a couple of weeks ago when he talked about identity being the starting point and actions following that. Because we might say, hey, I really want to read my Bible every day, and that's a great goal. But if you are doing that because you feel the need to check a box, you're not going to be super motivated to do it on those hard days, those you know, sleepless nights, and you don't want to get up early in the morning, right? But if your identity is rooted in, I want to spend time with my Father in heaven because I've been brought into that family, I'm going to get up and I'm going to spend time with my father. I'm going to be in my word because I want to know him more. I want to know what he says about me. I want to know what he says about how I should handle life. And so I'm going to be more motivated to do those actions that are going to glorify him and bring me closer to him. I'm not necessarily super inclined to be a selfless person. I will admit that. But when I think about my identity in Christ, he tells me to put others ahead of myself. My human nature does not want to do that. And so if I try to be a good person of my own will, that only gets me so far. But when I remember that Christ sacrificed himself for me and brought me into that identity, then I can be self-sacrificing to serve others because I know that that's my identity and I'm motivated to act in that way because that's how Christ acted for me. And so when we know our identity, when we know what the Bible says about who we should be, we can act in a way that glorifies God, that honors God. We can serve each other. And ultimately, we will have that comfort and peace, and God will bless us through that. And our, the final passage I want to uh, bring this morning is from Luke. Um, Luke's version of kind of the Sermon on the Mount, Luke's version of everything's a little bit quick. Uh, the Sermon on the Mount is, um, is the chapter that I'm going to be reading from, but I just want to point out this one specific verse. Luke 6, uh, verse 45 says, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. The heart, of course, is this metaphor for our identity, our core of who we are. And out of that comes everything we say and everything we do. And so what is being stored up in your heart? Is it the identity that you have in Christ or is it the identity in the world that is going to cause us to act in a selfish way? Right? Let's pray. Father, I'm so thankful that you did not leave us to manage on our own, but you've given us wisdom and you've given us guidance You've told us how we should act and who we are. You've given us assurance of your grace, your love, your mercy, Lord. I'm so thankful for that. Father, I pray that we would 
be a church body that is identified with you, God, that each of us individually and as a family, Lord, we seek to just be rooted in our identity in you, Lord. pray these things in your name. Amen. You are listening to the official podcast of The Mission Redlands. For more information, visit us at themissionredlands.com. Thank you.